0: Welcome to season two of the Happy and Whole podcast. You're now listening to the 13th episode of season two. I'm Christina, the creative being behind Happy and Whole, which is a journey of self discovery centered in self love. Be sure to connect with us on any of the nine platforms where we broadcast. Follow us on Instagram at Happy and Whole. That's H A P P I A N D W H O L E. And of course, you can check us out on our website. That's happyandhole.com, H A P P I for happy, to find more ways to engage with us. Thank you for your ears, thank you for your time, thank you for your energy, and thank you for your spirit. I appreciate seeing and hearing about all the work that you're doing. And every time you listen and share episodes, our community grows. So I just wanted to take a moment to show gratitude to this community And remind you that Happy and Whole is all about increasing your awareness as you go along your journey of self-discovery just to uncover all the pieces of yourself that you love the most. Whether they're good, they're bad, or they're indifferent, the more you listen, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you continue to impact your inner self and the world around you. You are doing the work, and I am proud of you. I truly hope you enjoy episode 13 called Permission to Slow Down.
1: So welcome, welcome. Today's guest is a woman that I deeply admire for her courage, her strength, her tenacity. Coco is one of the most encouraging people I've literally ever met, and she does it with (laughs) such a genuine spirit, like she truly just wants you to see, she wants to see you become the very best version of yourself and will pull it out of you by any means necessary. I'm not kidding, y'all. She at 6.30 in the morning is screaming at you to be your best self on a bike, okay? And this is just one of the things that I love most about her. She really leans into your strengths. She supports your decision to love on yourself first. And her energy is just from another galaxy. And it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know her and engaging with her. And she just keeps it all the way real. I love that. She's super vulnerable. And I think that's one of her greatest treasures. So without further ado, I want to introduce this amazing community to Coco and allow Coco to introduce herself to us. So tell us a little about who you are, what you
0: do.
2: Oh, Christina, girl, I am just blushing over here. That was so sweet of (laughs) you. And, you know, I'll be in the front row and be like an extra cute in your workout clothes, so i got to, you know, keep you rocking. So thank you for that <laughs> beautiful introduction. That means so much to me. Thank of you. Boy. So, yes, um, my name is Coco. My full name is Natasha Coco Benitez, and I am a health and a life coach, and I'm the founder of Coach with Coco. So I, in addition to being a health and life coach, just as Christina has shared, I'm a very passionate and energetic spin coach because I, I understand the, the beauty of fitness and movement, specifically cycling, and how it changed my life. So to be able to merge the two as a motivating spin instructor with a motivating and accountability buddy to a lot of the women that I directly coach is a beautiful blessing. Um, I am new to the health and life coaching world. This was just... And everything has to get into alignment to finally bring you to what you're supposed to be doing. And I feel between the many years I had experienced as a coach, as a spin instructor, to be able to naturally bring that into my work in working one-on-one with private clients, going into corporations and organizations and doing workshops and sessions and keeping things lively and engaging, it's just been natural. It's a natural fit. So I'm very thrilled and incredibly blessed to be doing this work
1: I love it that's amazing and you know what I love about that we we truly need so many more people doing that because mm. there's so much you know I come I from a leadership and a teaching background and coaching too but like there's so many people who want to build us up as managers and leaders As you talked about going into the workplace but you yeah. know people are not often thinking about the well-being of their employees Mm-mm. enough right exactly. so I love that you get that opportunity to be like hey if they are not well taken care of, they cannot take care of you and your organization and your business and your your team. So I love that. I think that's It's amazing. true.
2: And, Christina, even in class, it's something because here's my mindset that I take when I walk into a spin class, whether it's an evening or a morning class. I have no idea fully what is going on in the lives of the people that are on those bikes in front of me. Right, Unless we right. have a close yep. intimate relationship. But yep. you people are bringing worries from family, maybe health me. Mm-hmm. maybe just stress at work, maybe they're an overthinker and they don't know how to properly turn off and find balance. So
0: right. there are
2: a million different things that could be going on for people, but if we can honor that time, and that's why I'm just so happy to be having this discussion, but if we can give ourselves permission to slow down yes. and to really just kind of be in whatever moment it is, if it's in class right. or if it's in an office meeting or on a phone call, just recognizing we're never going to get that moment back. So to be able to help coach people to just kind of living in moments and getting unstuck and stop overthinking and the negative self-talk, that's both important for one-on-one but also definitely at the workplace. So it's just a beautiful merge of spinning and health coaching. It just makes perfect sense.
1: And that is why she's so amazing at it. I know y'all have been to plenty of classes, if you work out <laughs> enough, or, like, join the gym, and you can tell the difference between, like, an amazing, like, bomb instructor and somebody who's mm. just like, meh, you know, like, this was cute, but it didn't really give me what I needed. Like, her coach teacher's cool. So I love that. And that's a big oh, reason why weird. I wanted her to be on here. Um, This season is similar to first season, but talking to folks from other walks of life, right, listening to their stories, their backgrounds about what their journey for their own self-discovery has meant, what does it mean for them to understand it and have discovered their own version of self-love. And since Coco does this with other people, I'm so excited to hear from her, like, what has her personal experience been with it? And also maybe engaging in other people. What has she seen as some of the things that – you know, have held people back, have pushed people forward, and so when we talk about tangible things towards the end, yeah, I'm so excited to hear some of the things that she's going to push us to make sure that we're mm-hmm. doing as we all continue on that journey and just continue to figure out what works best for us to get to that very best version of ourselves, so I'm going to hush, and I'll hopefully to talk to us a little bit about her journey, um, her intersecting with other people's journeys when it comes to self-discovery and self-love.
2: Oh, wow. Christina, for me, honestly, it started with me just shutting up and getting quiet. Mm. You know, I, I come from, um, my parents were both in the Air Force, so I've, been, I've seen the greatness and poise and integrity and honor and, you know, I've just seen it all growing up in a military family and as mm-hmm. the oldest of four girls. I've always felt like, you know, I know it all. I'm from the boss, I'm in charge, I'm in delegate. But when I, my, my self-discovery really started when I just shut up and stop thinking I knew everything and got quiet and started listening more. Not just listening to myself. That was the hardest part, honestly, that there were there were thoughts and reflections I had about, about myself that I may not have liked them, but I had to sit quietly in them. And I had to be real. Like, I had to just accept yeah. the answers. Like, ask questions, get curious, and mm-hmm. then accept the answers. There's a, a Buddhist scholar, she has a podcast, her and her husband are both Buddhist and I listen to them, I just, I, I like the guided meditation. It helps me just kind of quiet on my mind. Love and that. she has this acronym that she uses that just resonated with me the first time I heard it, and I have brought it into my life and have used it. And the acronym is RAIN. You have to first, whatever your thing is, you have to first recognize it. That's the And then you have to accept it. Like, accept it. Own it. And then start to investigate it. Like, where does this come from? What is this thing? Is it body image? Is it overeating? Is it negative self-talk? Is it pessimism? Is it just overworking and not, is it not showing, knowing how to express your love? Like, what is Mm -hmm. your thing? So you recognize it, you accept it, you investigate it, and then you start to nurture it. So my Mm self-discovery really started when I started the deep investigation and the nurturing,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. so. Mm
2: -hmm. I also am gravitated towards this. That helped me understand myself a lot. I'm an Aquarius. And a lot of the attributes and things I started to read about myself started to make sense. And things that I was secretly annoyed. (laughs) I know we have things about ourselves that we're annoyed with. Mm -hmm. But once I really started to really recognize and accept and investigate and nurture what those things were, that's where the self-love and the self-discovery came from. You know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. an example is... I've just always known I've had a, um, a somewhat, you know, a bit of alphaness in me, like I'm I'm dominant. And when I had to explore where that came from, my upbringing, the things I saw, the things I experienced, instead of looking at this as something like, oh, this is not looked too positively for a woman in the workforce or in the, in the world, I've completely flipped that. And mm. I own that, and that is what I know opened up my mind to allow me to have a lot of the professional experiences I've had. So I just had to get quiet, get curious about myself, and then mm-hmm. just kind of nurture whatever those answers were. And that was really quite special. And it's, it's even though I weave into a lot of my coaching, I just ask a lot of questions
1: to my clients. Yeah, yeah. And whether
2: I'm in a work, you know, a lunch and learn, or one-on-one talking to a client that's in California or in Jordan, I ask them questions because we know ourselves better than anybody. We just have to get quiet enough and not, keep filling ourselves with distractions, and distractions can be anything. Taking a bunch of trips, to be out every weekend. Distractions can be TV. Distractions Mm -hmm. can be so much. So it's like when we can remove those things and
1: just really get quiet,
2: as uncomfortable it is as it can be, uh, that's where the self-discovery to me
1: for my journey started. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I think it's new. Just taking those moments. Getting still Mm. and and understanding and leaning into that stillness is one of the most powerful things you can do. And it's so uncomfortable. I have so many people who, I mean, of course, Mm -hmm. being still and sitting in that quietness can look like journaling. sometimes. It doesn't have to look like meditation all the time, but that is a form of it. And people are always like, I really want to meditate. I want to get started. I want to do that. But I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, just just go for it. It's like you actually – if you know the word meditation, you know what it could even possibly look like, so just go for it. Do something that you know and then learn a little bit more along the way. Like there's plenty of techniques and methodologies yeah. for how to do it well, but I've never ta- – I'm like, listen, you can't do it wrong when you first start. You can just get better at it and grow with your techniques for how to do it better for yourself, you know?
2: And it's it's funny that you, you, know, that you bring up meditation because to me there really is no right and wrong. There's like what is your right. no why? What's right. your why? And I say this in class, too, on this book, like, why are she you here it. today? Why did you wake up at 6 a.m., put on some workout clothes, and get to a class to be yelled at for 45 minutes at 6.30 a.m.? <laughs> what is your reason for that? So when we can get, when we can understand our why behind why do we need to meditate? I had a client, she knew she just thrived in chaos. It just mm. was, it's it's what she craved and needed was chaos, uh, uh, you know, a, a hardworking job that required kind of some chaotic energy, um, just always staying busy and active, like sitting still was just hard mm. for her. So that was her why for meditating. Um, for other people, it's just getting out of your head. It's I can tell you when meditating changed my life, honestly, Christina was the first time I experienced a panic attack. I was on the subway in New York, Heading home, I had a great weekend in New York with my friends. Wow. And this was a few years ago. And I remember it was wintertime. I remember sitting there and feeling incredibly claustrophobic, looking around at everyone, not being able to breathe, taking off my scarf, then standing up, then getting on the platform, knowing that wasn't enough. I had to literally escape out of the train, and that just freaked the hell out of me. Mm. And as a controlling, as somebody that likes to be in control of my mm-hmm. destiny of my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. to to feel that was was a lot. So yeah. that's when I really deeply understood and got connected with what does it mean to meditate, and it starts with breathing. That's literally yes, it. the, the breath is everything. Girl. Yes. The yes. next yes. time I felt that creep up on my follow up visit to New York, and I yep. had that same panic attacky feeling, that trigger when I knew it was coming. I literally grounded. I remember grounding my feet, like literally talking myself to the medic. Ground your feet,
0: stand mm-hmm. tall,
2: breathe, look at somebody on this train and just kind of imagine their story. Just mm-hmm. make something up. Connect with them somehow. Like focus on And I yeah. never would have known this if I didn't get connected to myself and get quiet and
1: right.
2: make my own definition of meditation. There's no book. There's no right way to do it. Just get quiet and you breathe.
1: Yes. Yes. And you get yes. mindful
2: of whatever moment you're in. That's it. That's it.
1: That's true. That's so true. And something else that I love that you mentioned is asking questions. I think this has mm. been an incredible theme throughout this season. Like, and it's just blossomed in really, really genuine and fruitful ways where anyone who's come on and just kind of share a little bit about, about their story and their background, um, it always comes out. So they're like, you know, I get to this point and I just ask myself, that's why I'm mm. in ABC. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. Like mm-hmm. I love yeah. those questions. And and it's so yeah. amazing that when you get still, when you get quiet, when you start to learn and understand yourself more, you don't even realize that you're asking yourself certain questions to get more clarity or to get more grounding in that moment so you can move forward with like authenticity for whatever reason. So I think that's amazing. Like what are some things that you ask yourself or that you ask clients that you feel like are really helpful to help them either peel back layers or to make them dig a little bit deeper.
0: Sure. What
2: are some, things that sure. Are some of the reoccurring things that I notice with with my clients is our relationship to food and how that correlates into body image and how we mm-hmm. speak about ourselves. So one question I just like to ask just flat out, and I asked it quite rather early on is Tell me about your relationship with food. And it's such wow. an open-ended question,
1: yeah. but it can
2: go so many different ways. Yeah. So let's just say the person shares, I'm an emotional eater, and I like to, I crave savory food, rich, savory, fried, mm-hmm. a lot of sweets during the winter season. So let's say someone tells me that. Then I start to get curious and ask them questions like, how do you feel given to the indulgence? How do you feel afterward? Let's talk about that. So then they get curious about their emotions. What do they feel after they've given into that kind of naughty indulgence and it's something that they've done a lot? So it's, we're not just talking you, you crave something. We're talking this is a consistent pattern. They know what they should be doing and want to be doing, but they're choosing something else. So then we take it even deeper. What else of your life do you think is not being nourished that is causing you to have to turn to this binge eating mm. or to this savory food in this moment? Mm-hmm. what else could you be filling that time with or doing? Is this out of boredom? Is this out of loneliness? Is this out of fatigue? So we mm-hmm. I, we ask questions to understand where does this yeah. come from, and then the empowered action steps start, like one to two little ideas to give a try, and then it's just mm-hmm. a matter of being gentle with ourselves if we don't yeah. succeed, and then exploring what worked and taking it even deeper. So just asking, it, it has to be, here's the thing about curiosity. There is no judgment in true, genuine curiosity. If you're genuinely mm. curious yeah. about someone, even in dating, if you're yeah. doing the whole dating thing and you're just giving up if you're legitimately curious about this human being, man or woman sitting in front of you, you're trying to get to know, and you're not judging them, you're not, you know, coming in with all this baggage and these thoughts and these assumptions, but just like, let me sit here and chill and enjoy this person and get curious, that makes dating fun and really just more likely for you to connect yeah. with someone.
1: Yeah, So it's I just it's that. removing
2: the judgment. It's just being curious and asking good questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, listen, removing the judgment is the greatest of all tasks.
2: <laughs> oh, that's and it's
1: hard. Oh, my gosh. And it's so hard because we're preconditioned. Yes, know? and we have to always be working on that. You never know. Mm. As soon as you get over one judgment of self, something else creeps up, something that didn't even exist before. You're like, where did this come from? Who have I been talking to? Like, how? But you know
2: what, Christina? That's that's why the self-discovery. Yes, there's a moment where you can kind of think of when it starts, but it should never end. Like even that, what I had to do for myself is like, I'm right, right, judging right. this person on this. What can they be judging me on? And I, w- right. I know I wouldn't like that feeling. So I literally had to put myself into their shoes and be like, mm-hmm. I'm judging them about this. Ooh, I wonder yeah. what they're thinking. And I, I, I remember just not liking the way that felt. So it made mm. it easier for me to just start to remove the judgment and just be yeah. curious about people. Yeah. Even, even people that treat you nasty or rude or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes in the city you can go up and have a whole exchange and make a purchase and the person in front of you, there's no words out of their mouth. There's no hello, there's no nothing to show that, you know, we're not robots. Mm-hmm. So that used to annoy me, but when I just got curious and started asking, like, you know, questions like, I don't yeah. know how their day started. I don't know what's going on in their life. Let me not judge and think this person's right. rude or ain't got no manners. Right. What else could be going on? You know what right. I'm saying? So that, yeah. those kind of yeah. things just helped me. It made mm-hmm. my spirit feel gentler, and it just made me kind of give some more compassion to the stranger, mm-hmm. even if it was just in my mind, mm-hmm. even if it was just in my mind, yeah.
1: you know? I love so, that. And I think that you embody that, and I don't even think you realize that you do that. Like I think Mm. your spirit is very gentle with people because you're mindful of that and you help and coach and train other people to do that. And that's so beautiful. I think there's not enough of that in the world. Like not only do we judge ourselves really harshly, but because we so naturally do it to ourselves, it becomes like Mm. an an undesirable habit that we do towards other people. Mm -hmm. And that causes a wall, right? Like how do we, how do we, grow within ourselves to understand mm. how better to communicate and love on other people by peeling back these layers, right? Asking these open-ended questions mm. and like, I love the RAIN, like the, the acronym is amazing, like recognizing it. Mm. And the, the crazy part that you said too was I didn't start growing in my own self-love and discovery until I got to I in the N.
2: A lot mm. of people, yes. you know, they start yes. with the
1: A, they recognize yep, it, and possibly and accept it. It, it. it is but what it is. Don't because the
2: investigation—that's mm-hmm. the part that gets uncomfortable. Christina. yeah, yes. that's the uncomfortable yes. part. Like it is. I am. I had to explore. For me, I can. I can tell you very definitively what one of the most uncomfortable explorations I had. My parents divorced when I was nine years old. They both remarried. My father is still married to the woman mm-hmm. he married after my mother, mm-hmm. and my mother. She got remarried, but divorced as well. They've been divorced many years, and now they're just best friends. So when I, I had to them. unpack and mm-hmm. investigate how my parents divorced, remarried, the stories I've learned since adulthood, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. this was this was a story and this was playing a role on my romantic and my dating life, yeah. once I investigated that and it nurtured that, mm-hmm.
1: girl, it was a game changer. Open doors, yeah.
2: It was just a game changer. It yeah. made it made accepting the right energy into my life very, um, yeah, made it so more natural and organic. And it made it very simple to weed out the energy that I just had no space for because mm-hmm. I had investigated and understood why were some of these previous decisions, why were these the people I was choosing? Because yeah. I had not ex- investigated and nurtured the impact that my parents' divorce had on me, you know. Mm-hmm. So once I did that, I was like, oh, girl, I felt so free. It was great. It
1: was that over and over in so many different aspects yeah. of, of life, you know? Absolutely. I, and I, I think it, it makes me cringe a little bit at how many people are still walking around and haven't even got to, like, the R, right? Like, they mm. they just exist and don't yeah. recognize how, what they put out, whether it's energy, their words, their thoughts, their actions, impact Mm. other people or themselves. And without even starting that process and then folks who stop in the middle and don't keep going, like that feels like a full cycle of just growth and transformation that we all deserve, we all need, because if we're not Mm. mindful of our evolution as humans, like time just keeps going. Whether or not we're leaning into it or away, That little dash between our, you know, date of birth and our date of death, what we do with that is totally up to us, and time's going to keep going, whether you want to grow with it or not. But the mm-hmm. folks become more mindful of themselves in that little dash. I think make the world a completely different place, which is why I created yeah. this space, right? I think I am mm-hmm. constantly growing and evolving into this amazing human being that I'm grown. That I'm like excited to get to know every new, fresh version of myself. And so I as I do that, I'm like, oh, I gotta share with people. This is what happened. This is what worked. Um, try the it. The beauty of that,
2: though. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. No go. I was going to say the beauty of that, even the person that has not recognized their R, mm-hmm,
1: the beauty mm-hmm. in
2: that is everybody's when they're ready and it's their time, that R is going to show up right in their face and they're going to go through that process. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it, that's the self-discovery part. Yeah. Something triggers in life, something yeah. happens, you've had enough, You maybe you read something compelling. Like one of my yeah. love languages is words. I can literally mm-hmm. read a quote or a, a paragraph that can mm. move me to take an action right then and there. I mm. can listen to a 15-minute TED Talk that can get me to make a move that I've been procrastinating. So mm. words and stories and messages that move me and it impacts yeah. me. So when that person that has not recognized their are, when it happens, yeah. they're going to look back and feel so the same way you do, Christine. like, why don't they say it? That. Everything makes be <laughs> so much happier. Like that's, right. And as cheesy as it is, you know, Appreciate and love the journey. You know, people always like to say that. But, you know, right. honor the process. It's true. <laughs> as cheesy as it is, like that is literally the journey that's it it. Yeah, like, that's true. so that's the hope I get from those people. That because you can feel when you're when you're so tapped into your mindfulness and your energy yeah. and your feeling, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, you can feel very, yeah. very much that's the energy true. of others. Because you can, rec- you can, you know, when you're in the company of someone who's kind of working some stuff out, yeah. and they haven't even gotten to an R. Yeah, you know, like true. what is it that they need to recognize? You can kind of feel that, and yes. you just either choose to keep those people close to you or push them away. It's very, right. um, yeah, it's it's, it's very, yes, it's a special experience, the human yeah. experience. It really is.
1: That's true, and I love I love thinking about how you how your energy either grows or shifts depending on who mm. you're around, right? Yeah, like. You can keep those people close because maybe that's a growth, like, process for you in dealing Mm. with folks like that and you're ready Mm -hmm. to take on a challenge like that. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're in a different season where you're like, I have to cut it. And now I I have, you know, been enlightened about my art. I recognize that the reason why I am the way I am in certain moments of my life is because of who I'm around. And Mm -hmm. I need to shift being away from that energy so I can continue to blossom and grow and develop in certain ways that I felt like I was being held back from because of now I'm recognizing, right, these are the people who are around me. But you're absolutely right. And something I love about rain and maybe why I'm just, like just gravitating towards it so much is because it's a tool, right? So I mm-hmm. love using pieces of our segment to talk about tangible ways that we mm. can actually be implementing things and applying things. So on our journey, you know, mm. there's a never-ending toolbox, right? Everyone has different yep. things that they use that work, that don't work. Um, and yeah. you never know what might be suited for you in this season might be different for you in another season, but we have them, when we continue to grow that toolbox of things that we can just pull out and use when we need them. So I'm loving mm-hmm listening to you and sharing a little bit about what are some of those tangible things that have worked for you in your growth process or that have been really, really monumental as you work with others. Like I share this and people Mm. go nuts over it and I see crazy transformation, like anything like that that you feel like has been helpful.
2: Sure. Well, I'll start with a very specific one that um, if you have the means and the time, I would suggest doing it. And that is take a solo trip. Plan a trip somewhere mm. by yourself. Yes. And yeah. I would comfortably say, just to get real specific, you know, if you can do a full, like, week, mm. so pick a, pick a destination or a journey maybe that you've always yeah. wanted to go to, and maybe you're the one of those people you don't want to wait on your friends. Like, you need to, I think taking a solo trip is phenomenal. Um, I've gone here. i so traveled amazing. all around Italy. um mm. just took a trip by myself. I joined up a tour guide, but I didn't take any friends or family with me. So when mm-hmm. we would stop at all these places, you know, I knew these folks that I'd been traveling on the buses, but I would dip off and do my own thing and meet the locals and explore mm-hmm. myself and just sit at a bar and watch people be quiet or we'll listen to jazz music live or try to mm-hmm. so take a solo trip
0: because yeah. it, really,
2: it can encourage that quiet time and then that reflection and then just kind of being curious about other people. So that is a tip for tip that was a part of yeah. my self-discovery, which was being comfortable with traveling alone. This is one for people with, and this is both one that I had to do with myself and that I still practice, but that I share with some of my clients that are bold women that I think would be down to try it, but there's a part of them that they're they're still figuring out their body image and how they feel about their body. And that mm-hmm. is walk around naked. Like Woo! if you're in an apartment or if you're in your house, <laughs> I'm a, I know that's very to the point, but this is the kind of like if. If we not if those parts of our body that we don't speak kind, kindly to that we almost mm-hmm. use awful words towards yep. you know your thighs your stomach your arms whatever your area is um walk around in that fully and own that mm-hmm. you know what I mean even if you're not stepping yeah. and prancing and looking at the mirror but just feel and own all of your body that's the stuff it's going to take to start to warm up to the parts that you're slowly working on or aren't your yeah. favorites but you have yeah. to you have to that's a part of the rain process. You know, I would say even to add on to that, for the self-love and self-discovery and just kind of connecting with yourself in intentional quiet time is mm-hmm. so have a nice nighttime routine, something that you do in the evening mm. time. I do this for myself and I share this with clients, but if you can completely shut off electronics and that's your that's no YouTube in, no nothing on your phone, unless maybe it's like a guided meditation or something relaxing, no TV, but like an hour before bed nice shower, taking your time, putting on your lotions or your oils, connecting with your skin as you moisturize mm-hmm. your face, breathing, keeping the lights very low so that you can mentally get yourself ready for this rest and this recharge. Mm-hmm. But also that they're not just all over the place. You can actually create like factor in this this quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um so those are just a few like real specific tangibles. Here's some more like um, larger picture, big umbrella ones. And yeah. this is Taking, like, being okay with unapologetically saying no. Like, my friends, you know, I have one. friends that were, mm-hmm. it, it's true. I have, you know, my smart girls are hip to the scene in DC. They always know what's going on. So they keep me on these group texts with parties and events and such. But they also respect the fact that I am an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, you're watching your coins, you're investing your money differently. Right. So when right. I when I say no, it's not. It's unapologetically. I'm like, girl, you know, I'm on a tight budget here. I'm working on this, that, and the third. They get it and move mm-hmm. on. Unapologetically, no. Yeah. If you know you need to rest after a long work week or a conference or you're a parent and your child's just getting over a cold and you've been nurturing them and you need to chill all weekend, chill. Right, right. Like, say no and do it unapologetically. That's a huge one to just kind of honoring and, and your self-care That's and yourself. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And just listening more, you know, for me, that was a big part, Christina, when you just listen to other people, their stories, get curious about them, ask Mm -hmm. questions, or just don't ask anything at all. Just listen. Um, That, I don't know why that was so significant for me. It just... You, you know how it feels when someone interrupts you. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone, Christina, and you can literally tell they're not absorbing or listening mm-hmm. to a damn yep. thing you are saying? <laughs> and yeah. not because their mind is on, you know, something really serious, but they just mm-hmm. give up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think when, when I, I'm not, I was never that extreme, but there were these legit times when in my head I would be formulating what I was going to say, what witty comment or intelligent comment I was mm-hmm. going to make. And years ago when I was just like, just be quiet, just listen, look, what can you learn from this person? Let them finish their thought. That was a game changer for me as well. So those are just, mm. you know, different examples, but they all yeah. have worked for me. Yeah. And they're just, they're examples I like to share with my clients and they can kind of pick and choose, you know, whatever they're like them something, you figure out what they mm-hmm. want
1: mm-hmm. and try it. No, those are amazing. And I'll start with the last oh, one because I absolutely advocate for every last one. <laughs> but <laughs> I think yes. possibly why this listening more really resonated with you is because it's a form of stillness in the midst of movement, right? Like I mm-hmm. have to have conversations. I have to engage with people at some point throughout my day, right, or throughout my week. And when that happens, what's a way that I can still practice stillness or practice being quiet or allowing my brain and my mind and my spirit to slow down even mm-hmm. in the midst of having to engage, I listen. Because that doesn't mm-hmm. take a lot of energy for me, right? I don't have to think mm-hmm. a whole lot. I don't have to formulate anything. I don't have to be as on because I'm Girl, depending
2: on who, Girl, depending on who you're
1: listening yes. to because if they are just
2: <laughs> negative, negative, that is
1: not a lot of energy. True. Yes. <laughs> no, that's very true. That is very true. And in those you're, moments, saying, though. you're like, oh. My spirit says I need to walk away, or I, I don't want yeah. this right now. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But that's the yeah. thought they came to me. I was like, maybe that's why she's embracing that more, because it, it does allow you a certain level of stillness, even in the midst mm-hmm. of movement, which I love. Woo, yeah. That unapologetic no is is definitely, <laughs> it has been on my 100-day list. <laughs> <Yes>. It's hard <laughs> for people who just see it like me, feel like they can take on the world and do all the things and just, Listen, mm. saying no is so hard. It's so hard mm. for me. But I'm learning that if I don't do it, I suffer. And yes. arrange my yes. relationships with others because they you know they're expecting me to come through. And when I've said yes, I am definitely a person who's like a woman of her word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I will go to hell and back to make sure that I actually mm. you know, stick with my word and I've done what I told you that I wanted to do, even if it compromises Sometimes my sanity or my health or whatever, which is not great, right?
0: And I'm not amazingly
1: better at that, but just being unapologetic yeah. for it is like, listen, I have my reasons. You don't have to understand them. You don't have to like it. You don't have to accept it, but it's my reason yeah. and I'm going to keep it moving. So I think that is Absolutely. super powerful. And I, I'm an advocate for morning routines. So I love nighttime, but honestly, I get up so early. <laughs> By the time oh, the mornings are a best. Yeah, yes. I'm like, crap. So I advocate for you doing both. Finding a time that works for you and doing the things that you need to set yourself up for greatness. And I just noticed. Can I add? Yes, sorry to interrupt, Christina. I want to. Mm-hmm. I
2: think a lot of people, especially people that aim for success,
1: mm-hmm. they.
2: They, if let's say you're an entrepreneur and they're aiming for success and they're reading all this stuff about being an early bird, get up and yes, that's you true. You got to keep it real. It's true, yeah. Christina. But you also have to know yourself. That's true. If you're yeah. not a morning person, mm-hmm. your brain is not thriving. Your creativity yep. is not there at eight thirty a.m. But right. your homies is. That's them.
0: Maybe right. you're thriving right. yes
2: at midnight, but you're still getting a nice, good seven hours.
0: And you're right, waking right up right later. Ahead. Like,
2: yes. I had a, a, good, a good friend of mine, a successful mm-hmm. entrepreneur. This girl has, this college has never been a morning person. She was fighting and fighting and fighting. Right. I have to be a morning person. And as soon as she just really decided, like, nah, my like, day just can't officially start till 10.30. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, you, <just laughs> right. you gotta be really you gotta yourself. Be, Yes,
1: yourself. Yes, you know, yes. read
2: the research, all of that jazz. It's nice to hear all your buddies waking up
1: yep. at the crack because I'm an early riser. But,
2: If that is not your jam, listen to that and don't push against that. You know what I mean?
1: That's exactly what I was what I was getting at is figure out what works for you. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't and you're trying to fit in a bucket that you don't belong in, it will be a struggle. It's like a square peg in a round (laughs) hole. Find your tribe, whether it's an early early morning crew or a late night crew, and and do what works for you. And if you if you just and it also depends on you know the folks you're working with and what you're really trying to manifest, like sometimes you will have to adjust for a period or a season and be okay with that, understand that it's temporary and, like, do what you have to do. But, yeah, find your time, find the things that just make you feel whole and complete and, like, give you the life that you need in order to deal with other people and just be your Mm -hmm. best throughout that day. Yeah, do do what works for you. So I I absolutely advocate for that. Listen, Coco spoke to my soul, y'all. Because I'm secretly like a nudist, right? Like, I love being naked. I think it is the most freeing oh, thing. I wow. advocate for it. You know, whether you love your body or not, listen, we were yeah. made to let things breathe. <laughs> so, but it's not, crazy. but it, it, it,
2: it, it, yeah, and the added beauty to that, Christine, is when you start to do that time after time, you accept and love yes. parts of your body. So, when you make the decision to share it with a partner,
1: yeah, they're gonna yeah.
2: sense how comfortable you That's are true. with your own body. That's they're gonna true. sense it. They're gonna be in your energy and feel it because yeah. you have taken the time to connect and love yep. it yourself first. It's 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 a That's beautiful true. win-win. It is, you know. It is. So for and those relationship people or oh. the boot up people, yeah, <laughs> the, for the relationship boot up people, yeah. this is why this is a beautiful practice. Love yeah. on yourself first, and yeah. so much more. To, to give, give to the other say, person. Yep,
1: you got yeah. that right. It really yeah. builds your confidence in a way that you probably didn't even mm. know you needed it to be built. And yes, it's something you can do girl. so low key, right? You don't no one else can be around, dance, mm-hmm. then still read a book. Doesn't matter. Just kinda live naked for a little bit and just oh. ex- experience it. Um so yes. I advocate for that. I love that one. So it's just everything. I mean everything <laughs> and then some. Now be safe, y'all. We know the world is not as amazing as it was. <laughs> 5,200 years ago. So be safe, but definitely explore the world on your own terms and by yourself. I cannot tell you. I've had multiple birthdays where I'm like, I don't feel like talking to anyone. I just kind of want to go and oh, be and exist. Yeah. And it's been literally some of the best trips that mm. I've ever taken. So
2: yes.
1: advocate for that fully. And sometimes you know, if you can't do a full week, or even if you can't do like a full like get-on getaway, you know, I hear people something that really helps me as a businesswoman but also as just a human is do, like, a vision reset weekend. Like, just go somewhere, Mm. even in your city, right? Go to a hotel, just book it for a couple days. 24 to 72 hours is good enough sometimes if you really don't have the time, but you just need a a reset. You need to just put yourself in a completely different environment, a completely different space, and just say, ooh, okay. Like, let me reorient my mind and my spirit to – a direction or getting some guidance so that I feel good mm. as I'm going into this new season and this, this new era in my life. Um, always good. Always, always good. Ah, my two
2: it. my two favorite things mm-hmm. to add to that that I like to do in D.C. that are local, that is like my day if I can't get away or I can't afford a nice vacation, just a little uh-huh. day trip. I will go early in the morning. I'll go to Great Falls uh, Park out in Virginia Ooh, and just be yeah. in time. Hiking, moving, feeling that mm-hmm. fresh air, listening to the yeah. water, and then I'll plan a meal afterwards. But we'll go eat at a nice restaurant nearby. Mm. And my second favorite thing to do, and this is an all-day jam, Uh-oh. I go to Spa World, the Korean bathhouse. Yes. Yes. And I still so that was that was my first moment where I was like, oh my god, yes. I'm naked in a public space. Yes. Like, and it. All, it was just very it was very like. It was like Nirvana. It just felt there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe I did it, and I've, I've been addicted to it. So I'll I take a day it. trip there. Yeah, girl, I'll go to Spot World
1: mm-hmm. and
2: just be, you know, in the water and the jacuzzi and let my muscles massage and be relaxed yes. and know, a banging yes. Korean meal. And I'll be there, like, that will be eight, nine hours of my day, and then there's a train that goes nearby, so I'll go grocery shopping afterwards and come home, and that's my I whole love day. It.
1: It's awesome. I love that. So, yes, you got to be
2: doing the most. Just keep yes, it simple, but just honor yes, that time. Absolutely. You know,
1: I love yeah, it. Yeah, girl. Woo, this has been amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you for your time, your energy. Yes, your ma'am. Space. Thank so you. So, folks. I know that you have loved Koto because anyone who I introduced is amazing. So if you wanna to continue to engage with her or even inquire about her being your becoming your coach or just talking to her more about different things that are going on with you, I wanna give her an opportunity just to kind of share a little bit about where we can connect with her outside of the podcast. Where can we go? Certainly. Find
2: you? <laughs> well, Christina, thank you so much for being invited. It really
1: yes. really was
2: was special. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, and for listening, folks, thanks y'all. I hope you enjoyed our little chit chat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um I can I'm on Instagram at Coach with Coco. My website is Coach with Coco. I'm working with the sister girl right now who's totally rebranding my website, my logo and everything. So I'm it. so excited about that. But CoachWithCoco.com. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, Coach with Coco, and I'm on LinkedIn as my full name, Natasha Coco Benitez. So, love I would it. love to hear from some of y'all.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe
2: get you in a spin class, schedule you for a discovery session, phone call, and just kind of learn and get curious about you. Get curious. I love it. I
1: love it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank thank you you. so
2: much, Christina. Thank you all.
1: You're welcome. I hope you all have taken some amazing things from this conversation, just like I have. And hopefully, we'll have Coco on again in the future. Um, (laughs) But we've loved it. We've loved it. We loved it. Thank you, and we will talk again soon. Until we meet again.
0: Coco is amazing y'all. I know you can hear her energy through this episode, but even when you get an opportunity to experience her in person or via social media, it's the same, like her energy is insane. I love her mind. I love the way that she just shares herself so freely and openly with the world and with those who she really pulls close. And a lot of the things she said in this episode just really, really hit home. I loved how the rain, um, perspective really opens up things for all of us, like recognize it, accept it, investigate it, nurture it, literally like brain exploding, like, wow, that really is a way that you can categorize change, right? And change is the only constant in the world. And so when you have to figure out what that looks like for yourself, that is just absolutely a phenomenal way to categorize and actually move through the steps of making the changes that are necessary For yourself right to be the person that you really truly want to grow into becoming and so I love that I love all the suggestions she gave for what to do to just get yourself to a better place when it comes to self-love and self-discovery one of the main things she talked about was just as the title of the episode permission to slow down shutting up and just getting quiet asking questions accepting them like being willing to sit with yourself and to sit with the things that are bothering you, the things that are coming up for you, and figure out how to investigate them, nurture them, accept them, recognize them, right? That rain comes back into play. And a lot of the ways that she suggested um, being mindful of those things is exactly what you would do with them, right? When you're on a solo trip, when you walk around naked in the house, right? When you create these routines, whether at night or in the morning, when you unapologetically say no, those are the the ways that you start to say, oh, my goodness, like me just being quiet and being still and being completely within myself gives me the power. It gives me the authority. It gives me the genuine just spirit to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I deserve. This is what I need. So I'm going to speak it and I'm going to do that boldly. And she just lives that way. And I love that. And I think we have so much to learn from her. I know for sure. If each of us could take something away from what she said, really being able to capture stillness and give ourselves that permission to slow down, to get quiet, to really recenter and get connected with our source, get connected with our spirit and our soul so that how we operate is a reflection of that. That's a powerful tool. It's a powerful, powerful way to live. And I think we can all learn from that and take that and really continue to nurture that in our day-to-day living. As we conclude episode 13 of season two, let us move forward in placing action behind the center thought of today, permission to slow down. May we be reminded that our ability to shut up and get quiet is where our power truly lies. May we continue to embrace all the moments when we get naked, either spiritually or physically, and always carry our unapologetic no in our back pocket